brouhaha over broccoli He parked his motorbike, slung both the helmets on his arm, called her on his cell phone and waited at the entrance of the building. She had mentioned that she'd noticed the man quite early upon entering the restaurant. It was a small place, not especially fantastic in any way, but she sometimes dropped in for their tandoori broccoli, which she declared was out of this world. She'd noticed his look of disbelief. and countered immediately don't knock it till you've tried it inspector he reminded her he was only a deputy inspector what had made her notice the man he'd asked a routine question one would think and she'd pinked up in a most alarming fashion she'd lowered her gaze to her teacup and become obviously uncomfortable he'd waited a while then repeated the question only to have her interrupt him I heard you the first time inspe- deputy inspector since I'm obliged to tell you the truth he'd nodded to confirm that it's because he didn't notice me at all i know it sounds conceited but i tend to draw attention his eyes didn't even flicker in my direction in my experience that's unusual he nodded officially it was probably true She seemed to function inside a cloud of radiance. Her hair, her figure, her style, all were in the top bracket. But if he'd been asked to put his finger on it, he'd have to say it was her bearing. There was an unassuming, unpushy confidence in herself that was compelling. And even though he was meeting her only in his official capacity, he could feel its pull. So he understood it was a simple statement of fact. However boastful it sounded. Please go on, he encouraged her in time-honored tradition. She said she'd observed he was a lefty, as the deputy inspector was. His eyes had narrowed at that remark and she answered his unspoken query straight away. I'm a lefty myself, and when I meet another, I feel an indefinable comfort with their left-handedness that I don't feel with righties. I always know instantly. The smallest gesture triggers it. like your left-handed invitation for me to take a seat it feels correct deep down surely you know what i mean as he heard her say that he knew and agreed and realized he'd never thought of it before but she was spot on this girl he was very still she said very focused on an older woman sitting alone at a table with her back to the wall Her head was wrapped around in a billowy dupatta that shadowed most of her upper body and she wore big shades at night and inside a restaurant themselves drawing the attention she was so evidently trying to avoid Her clothes were baggy and too large for her you couldn't see the person only the obvious costume He himself sat on one side of her at the far end of the room from where he had a straight line on her He wasn't the only one who stared, mind you. Her strange outfit got her a lot of looks. 
but everyone looked and then looked away and got on with their lives. Not this guy. He'd drawn her own attention because though he was unmistakably a lefty, he was raising his glass with his right hand and keeping the left hand under the table. His awkwardness with the glass made it evident it was not his leading hand. It screamed out to her. Then, at one point, as she watched him, he'd sort of lowered his left shoulder as if resting his wrist on his thigh and swiveled his whole body to point at the covered-up lady as if he was a cannon on a battleship being focused on a distant target. He'd asked her what experience she had of cannons and battleships and she'd admitted it was only from the movies. But that's what it had looked like to her. He'd accepted it. It was plausible. She had tremendous powers of observation, this girl. And if anything, even more tremendous powers of expression. Debriefing her was turning into a fascinating experience, even putting aside her comeliness. That swivelling had alarmed her, she'd said. Her hands had fluttered on his desk as she reported it for the record, as if the alarm still persisted. The atmosphere had felt fraught with danger for that swaddled woman, sitting alone and vulnerable at her table, completely unaware of the impending menace. She'd known she had to do something and had cast around for a suitable distraction. She'd plumped on a jug of cold water on a nearby counter, its exterior all dewed with moisture, and approached him. She said, Hello, in a loud, friendly voice, as if she knew him well. And when he looked up in surprise, she'd thrown the cold water flush in his face. As he gasped and fell back, she heard a clatter under his table and immediately and without thinking had dived under. I have to tell you, Inspect Deputy Inspector, I wasn't prepared for that gun. I don't know what I thought, but I wasn't prepared for it. I was terrified and too stunned to even touch it. That's when I discovered I was still clutching the empty jug. I popped it over the gun and pushed them both across the floor as hard and as far as I could. The two things skittered away, leaving a trail of water behind them. Luckily for me, the gunman was a bit slow. He could have kicked me in the face any time, but he was so busy recovering from that blast of water, he hadn't even noticed he dropped the gun or that I'd gone after it. I came out yelling, He had a gun! There were screams and shouts and instant bloody pandemonium in the restaurant. Some other diners were quick-witted enough to fall upon him and wrestle him face down on the floor. I was out of the action by then, I have to admit. That gun had completely unnerved me. I've never seen one before. Other than in the movies, I mean. The movies seemed to be her reference point for a lot of things, he'd thought amusedly. She'd found herself the hero of the hour, with congratulations all around and tearful thanks from the intended victim, which had embarrassed her no end, she'd said. She'd acted unthinkingly, on instinct, and had almost lost her courage at the crucial point when confronted with that weapon. Someone phoned for the cops and they were instructed to wait till they arrived. The restaurant gamely tried to continue its service, but food had completely fallen off her list of priorities. The poor broccoli had never been less appreciated. He'd been the officer on duty and had taken her report that day, as well as met her subsequently in connection with the case. Advised her to write down everything she remembered 
in case it ever came to court years later and had not been surprised to discover that she'd already done that. The movies? He'd asked cheekily and she'd corrected him archly. Detective novels this time, Deputy Inspector. He was interested. There was no denying it. She was a good bit younger, maybe eight or nine years, but he was definitely interested. He was still figuring out how to make it happen when he'd had to go out of town to attend a family wedding and guess whom he'd seen there. She was a friend of the bride. She'd been at her head turning prime and he granted it to her that not being noticed would certainly be an aberration for her. The sparks had flown and they'd planned to meet back home. So he stood just outside the building and watched her unobserved for that brief moment as she bounded out of the lift in torn jeans, a bright cotton kurta and sneakers, her ponytail swinging behind her. He handed her a helmet and she unhesitatingly donned it and strapped it firmly under her chin. Shall we go? 